Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the LightningInsider.com podcast. Eric Erlinson here from LightningInsider.com. Looking back at game number two, the Eastern Conference Finals between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers. Just uh, another quick hit sort of update. Long travel day coming back from New York to get ready for game three, which, mark your calendars, it's a 3 p.m. start on ESPN, so make sure you're watching at the proper time. I'd hate for you to turn in at 8 o'clock and get ready for the NBA Finals as opposed to the Eastern Conference Finals, but that's my PSA for today. Um, Don't forget you can find my work at lightninginsider.com. I'm going to give you a $10 off for the first year code if you use podcast when you sign up. That's podcast for $10 off your first year. I also want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by BioPro Plus. It's a number one non-synthetic alternative to prescription hormone injections. Change how you look, perform, and feel with BioPro Plus. You can find BioPro Plus online at BioProtein Tech, where you can enter the code Lightning for $30 off any order. And you can also find them on social media at Instagram and on Twitter at BioProtein Tech. That's BioProteinTech.com online or on social media at BioProteinTech on Instagram and Twitter. All right. A lot of self-inflicted wounds for Tampa Bay in game number two. Not something we're used to seeing from this team of late anyway. Think about their six-game winning streak from game six and seven against Toronto right on into the four games against the Florida Panthers where they managed the puck well. They didn't create those turnovers on the dangerous areas of the ice for the most part. And uh, certainly in game two, we expected the bounce back, that whole 17-0 record in the game immediately following a playoff loss that Tampa Bay has been in. And uh, I didn't realize this number either, but I saw it last night via the NHL Network. They went 60 playoff games without losing consecutive games, which is easily an NHL record. The next closest was 39 done by the Montreal Canadiens. So 60 consecutive games, uh, playoff games, without losing back-to-back games in the postseason. That's, that's an incredible stretch, an incredible streak. You knew every time that that happened, the odds just felt like they were going to go against them at some point, and they did in game two because we were just so used to seeing this team respond with a good effort in a good game. And we didn't really get it in game two, which I think was a surprise to the coaching staff and the players. You know, they were gifted a early power play 
when Pat Maroon and Ryan Reeves were kind of jostling with each other, and I'm still not sure how Ryan Reeves got the only penalty out of that situation, but it was a power play for Tampa Bay, and they score less than three minutes into the game. It's a good start from that aspect. But it doesn't matter how well you start if you're going to put yourself in the position that Tampa Bay did through the first period and really into the second period where just puck management, you know, it's something I wrote about and I got a little bit deeper into that you can find uh, from the game recap from uh, game number two. Uh, Sometimes Tampa Bay's toughest opponent is when they look in the mirror and that's not to take anything away from the Rangers. They have done what they've needed to do and to take advantage of the situations, but the lighting are feeding them. The Lightning are putting the Rangers in situations where they can burn them. And the Rangers are too skilled of a team to continue to try and do that against. Uh, this deep in the playoffs, you, you, can't, you can't beat yourself. You have to make the other team beat you. And I think right now, through two games, the Lightning are beating themselves. And they find themselves now in a situation that, that has only happened, uh, again, now four times in the John Cooper era where they are down 2 nothing in the series. The only other times it happened was in 2014 against Montreal where they lost the first two games on home ice and were ended up being swept in the series. That's that famous Ryan Callahan's no goal for controversial interference on Alex Kalorn, goaltender interference. Big reason why there's a replay challenge now on goaltender interference. The second time it happened was in the 2018 Eastern Conference Finals against the Washington Capitals. Again, lost the first two games on home ice. Did win the next three, but ended up losing that series in seven. And of course, in 2019, losing both the games on home ice to Columbus and ended up being swept in that series as well. So it's only the fourth time they've been down 2-0 in a series, but it's the first time they've lost the first two games on the road because they tend to have home ice advantage uh, over the last number of years in these games, in these playoff series. You know, and there is an adage that the, uh, a playoff series is not in jeopardy until the home team loses a game. And that hasn't been the case yet. Uh, the Rangers are 2-5 and five so far in the postseason on the road. Of course, they lost three of the four road games against Carolina in the second round. So as the series shifts back to Tampa, there's your hope that the, the home crowd can bring some energy, can bring some life, can bring some enthusiasm, some energy to the building that the team can feed off of. The, the Rangers fans, uh, you know, Madison Square Garden was, was hopping pretty good. They were hyped up. Uh, Tampa Bay never really had the chance to take the crowd out of that game, even scoring the goal early in game two, the Rangers tied it up about five minutes later and then took a lead by the end of the second period. So the Lighting never really had the chance to take them out of the game. Now, the other thing you can kind of hang your hat on here is how the Lighting finished that game. They finally started getting pucks in deep. They finally started establishing some zone time, which is something they haven't done really uh, consistently through the first two games here and created chances. 
you know, unfortunately, they were down 3-1 before they finally started doing that. They found some urgency in their game. They get a, a goal from Nick Paul with 2-0-2 left. Steven Stamkos had two pretty good chances. Uh, I thought for sure one of them was going in. Uh, ended up not finding the back of the net, and they couldn't get the equalizer. Uh, we got the 3-2 game that we expected, not the 6-2 game that we saw in game one. So that's where you have to kind of look for if Tampa Bay can continue what they did in the third period against uh, New York on, on Friday to continue that here on home ice and get that forecheck established. Get pucks in deep and go to work. That's when this team is at their best. And, and that's, that's a big key to their game. But also they have to connect on passes. I don't know how many times in the game – you know, Jay Retcher is sitting next to me, and we just look at each other going, what's wrong? What's going on with this team? They can't, they can't connect on five, ten-foot passes. And when they were hitting blades, they were like grenades, just exploding. And, you know, when you do that, you look slow. And you make the other team look faster because they can transition quicker. And the Rangers are a pretty quick team, but so are the Lightning. But you have to execute at high speed as well. And they weren't doing that consistently enough in the early stages uh, of, of game number two. For the middle pay period of game number one, they were in, sort of in the same situation. And it's just, they're just off. And in a playoff series, you can't afford to be off. You can, you can get by with that in a regular season and kind of build your game up. You don't have time to build your game up in a playoff series. You have to be ready to go, and, and the rest, this is where the rest has come back to backfire, I think, on Tampa Bay compared to the Rangers. The Rangers are a team coming off of two seven-game series. They're in a rhythm, you know. Regular season is a rhythm, right? You're basically playing every other day. Maybe you're playing, you know, five games a week, four games a week. The Rangers are in that rhythm, the lighting or not. That's what happens when you miss nine games between or nine days between games. And that's where it's come back to hurt them is they're just they're out of sync. And you have to this is what you have to hang your hat on again, that you can take what happened in the third period of game two and that carries over. And I know momentum does not carry over from game to game. There's no such thing. It's something I wrote about early on in the postseason after the Lightning won uh, game number two in Toronto that you just you don't see momentum carry over on a consistent basis in the postseason. It happens in games. You can get that in games, but you don't necessarily see that between uh you know between games. It just it just doesn't happen. It doesn't work out that way. Um but you can build on things and that's what you have to do. Again, not building their game up, but building on what worked well and what went right and find out what that was and make sure that you try and do it again. And that kind of leads into a question that Karen had here. Um, you know, do you believe uh, it, here's the whole thing from Karen. Uh, I appreciated this article. It brought to mind a question, though. I know you don't hold that momentum carries from game to game. Do you believe the same about chemistry or focus. They showed a bit more of both at the end of last night's game, in parentheses, finally. And, and yeah, and, and that's that's what you have to do. And and I don't, yeah, that's not momentum, right? That's 
That's figuring out what works. That's adjustments that have to be made. And again, we're so used to this team making adjustments in a series that they, they just didn't translate in game number two because they just didn't manage the puck very well. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So again, self-inflicted wounds. In a lot of ways, Tampa Bay beat themselves. I know the other thing that a lot of people are talking about with this uh, series in particular in the playoffs is Andre Vasilevsky and you know, the, the number of goals he's allowed high to the blocker side. And I know people will say, well, that's a weakness. Hey, maybe they've just exposed something. And, and in some cases, that may, that's somewhat accurate. I wouldn't call it a weakness. But there's no doubt with how tough it is to beat Vasilevsky down low, you got to shoot the puck high. You have to put the puck, you have to elevate it to beat him. And with, you know, specifically Zibanejad who's a right-handed shot, who's unleashed a couple of these shots from the left, left circle, the left side of the ice, that's where he's going to target. And he's a world-class shooter, and he's delivered a couple of world-class shots. You know, Chris Kreider, the first goal in game one, 71 seconds in, high to the blocker side. But guess what? Chris Kreider was all alone. He had an opportunity to pick a spot, and he found it. So I don't know if that's necessarily a weak spot uh, or, you know, or a weakness in Vazzy's game. But it is an area that there's no doubt that teams are targeting. And not because they feel that's a weakness of his. It's just that that's a natural area where you're going to have to try and beat him. You know, shooters are so good nowadays that they know goalies, you know, especially a guy like Vasilevsky who can cover so much down low with how long his legs are, that you, you have to shoot the puck high. And especially with lightning blocking shots the way they are, you want to elevate the puck. And, and there's two areas you see shooters really try and go for nowadays in particular. It, it is the corners. You try and pick that corner, whether it's glove side or blocker side. In this case, it happens to be a lot that are going blocker side on Vasilevsky or what they consider now the six hole. And the six hole, you know, we think of the five holes, right? One in each of the corners and then between the legs, those are the five holes. The six hole is now this area above the pad and below the blocker or above the pad and below the glove, right? It's a smaller window. It's a harder area because goalies are trying to protect up high that that's an area they're now trying to shoot at. And, you know, you see this a lot. Uh, I saw, I've saw a few of those goals go in on Mike Smith uh, in particular uh, in the Colorado series early on, you know, that's where Colorado was trying to find holes and that's what you're trying to do. So I wouldn't overreact too much about the fact that all these goals are uh, tend to be going in high blocker side on Vasilevsky. It's just an area that they know that they have to get the puck to to try and beat them. So what do we look for in game number three? Well, it's, it's not a must win, but you can't lose it. Obviously, there's a huge difference, as we talked about in the series against uh, the Panthers when the Tampa Bay Lightning won the first two games on the road down in Sunrise, there's a big difference between 2-1 and 3-0 in a series. 
And I'm stating the obvious there. Thanks, Captain Obvious, I know. But that's what you have to avoid. You have to get yourself back in the series. It's hard enough to win four out of five, which is what the Lighting now have to do. They have to win four of the next five games in order to advance to the Stanley Cup Final for the third consecutive year. Having to win four straight to win a series after you're down 0-3, there's a reason only what four teams in NHL history have done it. It's not easy. It's a hard, hard road to come back from. Uh, But you win game number three, and it's different. And if anybody knows that, it is the Rangers, right? The Rangers had to come back from down 3-1 against Pittsburgh, and they had to come back from down 3-2 against Carolina. And that was a situation, again, where the Rangers lost the first two games on the road, went back to Madison Square Garden, and won the next two, and evened up that series to make it a best out of three at that point. And that's what you have to hope the Lightning do. Now, the one thing we're going to keep an eye on here is Braden Point. Braden Point obviously hasn't played since game number seven against Toronto. They were able to get through the Florida series without him. You certainly notice his absence here. A lot has been made. And look, John Cooper tried to deflect any talk of Braden Point over the last couple of days. Even when I asked Pat Maroon about seeing Braden Point back on the ice, he's you know he tried to downplay that we don't know a timeline for when he's going to return, a timetable for when he's going to return. Took the ice briefly on Wednesday after the optional morning skate. Did some individual drills on his own. Came back out again on Thursday after the lightning practice. Again, individual drills working with team trainer Mike Poirier. A little bit longer, we saw some more acceleration in his, uh, his stride and what he was doing, some cutbacks, which is certainly what he wasn't doing in uh, his, his first time that we saw him on the ice anyway, or as John Cooper said, it was the first time he was on the ice in equipment. So a big difference from Wednesday to Thursday in what he was doing. And then prior to Friday... There was no, the team did not hold a morning skate, but the extras, we know the aces are, are with the team. Uh, they did practice, and Braden Point took part in that full practice. It was nearly an hour's worth of practice, and he was out there doing drills, regular, regular drills. And I'm not saying he's playing in game three, but I'm saying we're going to keep our eye on it, right? Because he looked like a guy who was getting close to returning based on what I saw. Now, I don't know what the nature of the injury is, whether it's a knee sprain, whether it's a muscle issue with the, his thigh, his quad muscle, when he got uh, sort of bent along the boards there, whether it's something else. We know it's leg-related, and certainly trying to watch him play uh, in Game 7 coming out for the second period you know, at least gave you that indication that it wasn't too severe. And if it was a sprain, if it was a knee sprain, you know, that is a sometimes a three to four week injury. And, you know, we are past the three week mark now since he hurt, since he was hurt in game seven against Toronto. So I'm not saying he's playing, but I'm saying we need to be aware of it. And there's a possibility that we could see him. I, I look, John Cooper again tried to downplay it. He said, Almost specifically, you know, if we're, if we're counting on Braden Point to miraculously play on Game 3, I wouldn't count on it. But he didn't rule it out, did he? 
He didn't say, no, he's not playing. <laughs> I, I know I'm trying to maybe read between some lines here that aren't uh, anything available to read between. Just call it a gut feeling. Call it a gut feeling based on what, what I've seen of him over the past few days and some conversations I've had with people over the past few days about his situation moving forward. And if he doesn't play in game, and this, and this is why I'm not a cynical person, but sometimes I see things from a cynical point of view, and I've witnessed enough of this in my time covering the league. Just because a coach downplays something or even point blank says, no, it's not happening, doesn't mean it's not happening. We saw this earlier in the playoffs. Barclay Goodrow, who was injured in the first round against Pittsburgh, Gerard Gallant specifically said the morning of game six against the Penguins, or sorry, against the Hurricanes, no, Barclay Goodrow is not playing tonight. He played. <laughs> John Tortorella once did that with Dan Boyle. Uh, when Dan Boyle, if anybody remembers, um, when Dan Boyle had that, the skate drop on his wrist and, and cut uh, a, a tendon or a ligament in his hand, he had missed a ton of time. And we knew he was getting close. And at, the, at a morning skate, we said, is there any chance Dan Boyle plays tonight? John Tortorella said no. And there, Dan Boyle came out for warm-up. So again, the cynic in me knows that there's no morning skate because you get a 3 p.m. start. So there's no speculation. There's no questions. There's no talk of anything. We'll have to see what happens when he comes out, if he comes out on the ice. Again, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but just keep your eye on it. Uh, just, just a gut feeling that I happen to have. All right, before we sign off, uh, again, I want to thank um, everybody again who helped get me to New York for games one and two. Hopefully there's a game five to go back for as well. I'm, I'm planning on it. I'm expecting it. Uh, so my anticipation is, is I will be back in New York if the series gets extended uh, to a fifth game, which I fully anticipate that it will. Uh, I will be back there. And uh, make sure you check out um, ATSBattery.com. Um, Bob is a big supporter of mine. Can't thank Bob enough for helping me out here. Uh, if you're in the commercial business and you need battery backups or power backups, uh, power uh, help with any of your storage, battery storage needs, anything like that, please check out his website, atsbattery.com. Um, anything you need commercial power-wise, uh, they can help you out with. So uh, give them, uh, give them a, um, a shout-out or give them a check if you need anything on along those lines. So again, atsbattery.com. Don't forget, pregame skate show. I'll be doing live from Cigar City Brewing Tap Room. Three o'clock start, so we'll be on the air at two o'clock. You can listen to that on News Radio WFLA here locally in the Tampa market, as well as on Lightning Power Play. Just find it on the iHeart app by searching Lightning Power Play. Uh, I will be with Brian Bradley uh, ahead of game number three as we await Bobby the Chief Taylor's return from a wedding he's at in the Bahamas. Uh, so Brian Bradley will be with me for the pregame skate show. Um, ahead of game three again two o'clock for a 3 p.m puck drop and don't forget that code podcast if you haven't signed up for lightninginsider.com yet podcast is the code ten dollars off your first year and uh, we look forward to game three and uh i'll be back with another recap of that one and looking ahead to a game four 
Uh, so thanks again, as always, for subscribing, checking us out, and we will talk soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.